Philippians chapter 4. And uh, on your way in today, you should have received, you should have received one of these uh, uh, papers here. This is our missionaries that we support in North America, South America, and uh, missionaries on the back that I want you to pray if you would, please. When you give each month or week or however you give to our missions uh, program here at our church, when you mark that, what that goes is to supporting uh, these missionaries each week. We're going to uh, uh, give you a list so you can be praying for the ones that we do support. And obviously we want to continue to support missionaries uh, through our church as well. And so your giving allows us to be able to do that. Philippians chapter four, and uh, let me begin reading in verse number 10. Everybody good today? Okay, good. We've got a few moments left here and I want to, uh, 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 with the Lord's help, be challenged by his word today. In verse number 10 of Philippians four, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to abase, to be abased and how uh, to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. He says this, a verse that is familiar to many. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again into my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have found, I am full, having the things which were sent from well, a sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Father in heaven, I pray over these next few moments. Lord, I pray that you would help us. Lord, when we see the condition of our nation, when we see the condition of this world, Lord, we as Christians can be discouraged and feel like it's too large and there's nothing we can do, or we as a church, as individuals, can decide that we're going to be the light that you've caused us, called us to be, that we can make a difference because we have your strength and we can do all things because of who you are, because of you being our God, because of the gospel. And so, Lord, I pray that you encourage us today. May we not have a, an attitude of defeat, but may we have an attitude of victory and rejoicing because we know where our strength comes from. And so, Lord, help us today, I pray. Teach us something that would motivate us, that would challenge us. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. With the time that I have left this morning, I want us to study Philippians 4. And I want us to see this relationship that Paul is going to have, or Paul the missionary Paul, or the apostle Paul, and the church at Philippi. We preached through the book of Acts for two years uh, this past year, and, and uh, while we were under the tent this past summer, and we looked at the missionary, this 
Paul, who went from, from place to place, from city to city, and Paul would establish churches and strengthen churches. Paul went to this city at Philippi, and uh, Paul was able to lead those there to Christ. And a church started, and a church was formed, and, and now Paul is writing back to this church. And Paul is giving some instruction and some, some uh, uh, he's thankful for their, their attitude. He says this, that, that when he had great needs, they were the only church that actually uh, supplied. They, they had given continually. They, they had helped Paul while Paul was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul would be seen, what we would understand as a missionary, leaving his home and going to a place for the sole purpose of giving the gospel to that place so that people's lives would be changed. And so we see Paul in this relationship here with this church at Philippi. And Paul is closing this letter. We're at the end of the book of Philippians here. And Paul is closing this letter to the church. And he's thanking them for, for giving. They, they've given financially. They've given of needs. Paul is in Rome. He is, he is now uh, ending his life, and he's been taken to Rome, and, and Paul now is, is captive in Rome for those two years in Rome. And in, in, in the prison system of those days, you, they didn't give you the, the meals. They didn't feed you and take care of the needs that you had that you uh, had while you were there. You had to have family, or you had to have people care for you. If you didn't have someone that was meeting those needs, you didn't get those needs met. For Paul, as Paul is there in Rome and away from uh, these churches that, that uh, he has a relationship with, the, the church at Philippi sends a man, Epaphroditus, and when they send him, they send him for many reasons. One is just to be a, a friend to Paul, to encourage Paul, to be there with Paul and to strengthen Paul. And also what Epaphroditus did is he brought them gifts. He, he brought them things, uh, the financial gifts, and he brought them, brought Paul the, the needs that he had. And that's why Paul says, right now where I'm at, my needs are met. And they're met because you, the church, saw an opportunity and you cared for them. And so Paul is showing us the relationship between the missionary and relationship between the church. I want you to see again with me in verse number 10, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down today, that Paul was encouraged by their continual support. This was not just a one-time thing that this church did for Paul, but there was a continuation there was a, a, a need that Paul had, and, and they were continually to help them. Look with me in verse number 10 again. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again. Wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. There was a, a time where they were wanting to give, but there was not an opportunity for them to give. But Paul is saying that word again. It leads us to see here that Paul says, you're continuing to support me. This is, this is something you're continuing to do. I want you to see again in verse number 15, uh, uh, verse number 14, Paul says, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Here, in his affliction, they were supplying for his need. When Paul had a need to continue the work of the gospel, the church, the church here at Philippi, the local church, was continuing helping Paul. How we do that yeah, through our local church is through our missions program. We do things like through uh, monthly giving. We, we support missionaries and mission organizations on a monthly basis so that these organizations can continue to give the gospel around this world. We do this also through things like our Christmas offering. 
This past year, or two years ago, I believe it was, a large portion, I believe it was $25,000 or so, we had given out of our Christmas offering to the Bravo family, and it was given to them so that they could uh, buy a piece of property and, and establish another church there so that the gospel can go forth. And each, this past year, we gave thousands upon thousands. And because of the, the gifts that you gave, we were able to even give more to missionaries because of the, the love that you had last week. We had a missionary here in Ken Fielder in the last couple of years through our Christmas offering. We've been, able, been a help to his family to encourage them because his desire is to get a Bible into the, to, to the, uh, every known language in this world. And, and so by us being a help to this missionary, we're helping get the gospel around this world. And this is what Paul is encouraged by their support. Paul would go without if it wasn't for the fact that the church had a heart to give. In verse number 15, the Bible says this, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, or this was the beginning of Paul's ministry, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So when Paul left Macedonia, one of the first things, now, now I want you to remember this, if you, if you think back to the book of Acts, when Paul got to Philippi, Paul was preaching the gospel. There was a lady by the name of Lydia that was saved. She was, she was selling uh, purple and she received Christ. Paul was beaten because they took a young uh, girl that was possessed with the devil and they, they uh, commanded that devil to, to depart from her. And, and that place that Philippi was such a wicked place that the men there that owned that young girl uh, that uh, used her for profit and for gain. And when that evil spirit was freed from her, there was no use for her anymore. Their money maker was gone. They threw Paul in prison. And there was a guard there in prison that beat Paul and threw Paul into that prison. Paul was bloodied and Paul was left for dead there in that prison. But the Holy Spirit of God worked and, and that Philippian jailer got saved and that young damsel was saved and that, that lady that was a, a seller of purple, Lydia, was saved. And you know what God did there in Philippi in that time? A church was, began, a church was formed and they had a burden for the gospel. And when Paul left Macedonia, they continued to support Paul. He said, no one else had met my needs, but you, you continue to meet my needs. Paul is showing us here, he was encouraged by their continual support. It's, it is the church's responsibility. We find here in the book of Philippi that the church continued to encourage, continue to support Paul so Paul could go, not just in Macedonia, but Paul could go throughout all of Europe and all of Asia and so the gospel could go forth. I want you to see number two here as well. Paul learned something. Not only was Paul encouraged by the gift the church gave, Paul learned something. I want you to see something here about their gift. He learned something because of their giving. He says in verse number 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I want you to see this word Paul says, I've learned. He says in verse number 12, I know both how to abase and how to abound. I, I know how to I know how to live with nothing and I know how to live with much. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Paul says, I learned something. 
And what I learned is wherever I am, therewith to be content. Why? Because God is going to supply his needs. And God used the local church. He used the church at Philippi so that Paul would learn that God is faithful. I can't tell you how many times a missionary would call and say that it was at a time of great need or a time of, of, of uh, a discouragement in their life that a church helped them, encouraged them, gave to them, met a need that they might have. And what that does is it helps them to learn that they can rely upon God. I want you to think about this. A missionary leaves their home and goes to an unknown place. Most of the time when a missionary leaves the, the, this country and goes to a foreign country, they can't get a job there. They can't make money. Most, most of the countries in this world, someone going in cannot get a job to take money away from a national there in that country. So missionaries, it's illegal for them to, make, to, to work a job. Now, I want you to see the faith that this requires. Because how many of you would be willing to leave America, to go to a country where if things got tight and things got a little bit tough, there was nothing you could do? Nothing. You can't work. Your family can't work. The only way you're going to make it there is by the giving and the love and the care that the church is going to give to you. If the church stops giving, missionaries come off the field. If the church decides that it's not our responsibility, if the church decides that it's not up to us, that the, the gospel goes around the world, missionaries can't leave their homes and, and go to the place that God has called them to. But Paul shares something. Look with me in verse number 13. Paul shares this. He says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Paul's secret that he learned was that he could do all things through Christ. He realized this. He, he realized this, that God has called him to do something. And any time that you step out and you do what God has called you to do, it takes faith. It takes great faith. Because when God calls you to do something, he doesn't call it to where if it gets accomplished, you get the glory. When God calls you to do something, you walk out there in the deep. And if God chooses to let you go, you drown. That's how, that's how great that cause is. That's how big that calling is. And what God has called Paul to do is to take the gospel, to leave his home, to leave Israel, and go into places that he called the, uh, uh, Macedonia a crooked and perverse nation. Places that want to beat Paul, want to kill Paul for his message. Remember, Paul is in Rome now. He's in jail and he's going to be killed because he's simply preaching the gospel. This call to missions is not for the weak. It's not for the faithless. It requires much faith. And Paul learned this because they had given to him because of their faithfulness in giving. Paul learned and he was reminded that God is going to supply all of his needs. And I want you to understand this church. When the local church does something for the gospel, a local church steps out and supplies, it's God using that 
so that God's purpose goes around this world. When God uses your offering to help a missionary, it's God that's going to get the glory. It's God that helped. It's not anything that we can do. Our money in itself isn't what is needed. Our faith and our willingness and our obedience to give, God then uses it so that a need is met through a missionary's life so that that missionary can continue to preach the gospel message. It's not the gift that's important in itself. It's that God uses that gift to share that he supplies that he's able. I talked to one of our missionaries this past week. And all this, this past year has been extremely difficult. Many had to come off the field. Many, they weren't able to stay because they have a, a different visa, either a tourist visa or, or a, a visa that doesn't allow them to stay in the country when we have things like COVID-19. They had to leave and come home. Many churches, I talked to a missionary that said this, many of his churches, he lost 20 or more percent of his support through COVID. And he had such a burden to get back to Italy and get back to preaching the gospel and establishing churches there. And God uses his church to show his servant, to show the missionary that God can be trusted in all things. Paul learned that, that I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. In its context, Paul came to that verse because there was a church that ministered to him. And they saw that church that was ministering to him. He said, God is going to meet my needs. I can stay on this field. I can do what God's called me to. I can do all things through Christ because that church gave when I needed. I want you to see thirdly today. And I'm aware of the time. I'm rushing here. Thirdly, number three, I want you to see verse 17 and 18. Look with me, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I'm full and having received of Epaphroditus the things which he sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Would you write this down, number three, that Paul reveals the eternal reward for the sacrifice of giving? Paul is going to reveal the eternal reward for this sacrifice of giving. And I want you to see, first of all, every time we give and every time we support and every time we sacrificially help someone get the gospel to this world, it bears eternal fruit. Now, <clears throat> this past week, I... I'll let you in on my prayer life with God. This past week, I said, God, we've got to help, help me motivate our church. Help me encourage our church to see the need for world evangelism. And, and, and I think there's stories, you know, videos that we can watch and stories that we can hear and illustrations that will help us. But you know what the reality, the, you know what the only thing that truly is going to motivate the church 
and cause the church to stay consistent and cause the church in a day that we're, I believe we're in the last days when, when the church in many cases is very apathetic and, 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 and we just, we're, 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 we're losing uh, our effectiveness if we're not careful. You know what? You know what's going to keep that passion and keep us doing what's right? A love for Jesus Christ. It's not a cute story or, or, or a passionate plea. It's you and I determined that eternity is real. It's you and I realizing there is eternal fruit. Paul was saying this, that my willingness to get involved in missions, it allows the gospel to go where I may not ever be able to take it. But there's eternal reward when the church chooses. The church at Philippi was not able to go to every place that Paul was able to go. But their gift, their gift, he says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Their willingness to be involved in missions, their willingness to give so that Paul could continue preaching the gospel so that cities like Philippi, uh, other cities could get a, uh, receive a church and begin a church and that church would see people saved and people would grow to get involved in world evangelism so they could reproduce themselves. Paul says this, your gift allows you to be a part of what God's doing around this world. You know what that means? People that are being saved today in Uganda or being saved today in Peru or being saved today in, in uh, Taiwan, missionaries that we support that are seeing people saved. When we decide that we're going to be a part of what God is doing in their life, that fruit is return, eternal reward, reward for us. We're going to be able to give back to Jesus one day because of what God's doing around this world. Secondly, I want you to see this, verse 18. But I have all and abound. I'm full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. I want you to see, first of all, Paul reveals this eternal reward because it's eternal fruit for those that are willing to get involved. And secondly, it gets God's attention. How many of you today want to get God's attention? I know I do. I want to be a part of what God is doing. I don't want to beg God to be a part of what I'm doing. I, I want to learn what God's doing and I, I want to do what he's doing. I want to get his attention. I want to hear one day, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I don't want to just stick my head in the sand and say, well, Jesus is coming again. I can't wait till that happens. And until then, I'm just going to, to, to live on my side of the, the mountain and, and just keep my family in a bubble and just do my thing and, and just wait for the Lord Jesus to return. No, we're supposed to wait for him to return. But Paul says this, occupy, work. And I think it ought to be the desire of every believer to do things that get God's attention. So that what I mean by that is when we get involved in something and what we do, God looks and says, I'm well pleased with you. I don't want to be a church where God says, they're not doing anything. 
I don't want to pastor a church where one day God writes Ichabod across that, that door. Listen, we can have a crowd and we can, we can be involved in things, but we need to be involved in the things that get God's attention. I want to do what God notices. Let's determine that we're going to do what's important to him. When we sacrifice so that God's message of salvation can be known, God gets attention and he's pleased. David Livingston was a Scottish missionary and explorer who spent 33 years in the heart of Africa. He endured much suffering as he labored to spread the gospel and, the, and open the continent to missionaries. He once remarked this, people talk of sacrifice I've made in spending so much of my life in Africa. Can that be called a sacrifice which is simply paid back as a small part of a great debt owing to our God, which we can never repay? It's a privilege. Anxiety, sickness, suffering, or danger now and then with the foregoing of the common conveniences and charities of this life may make us pause and cause our, the spirit to waver and the soul to sink. But let this only be for a moment. All these are nothing when compared with the glory which shall hereafter be revealed in all for us. He said this, I never made a sacrifice. Of this we ought not to talk when we remember the great sacrifice which he made who left the Father's throne on high to give himself for us. In 1840, John Geddy left the pastor of a church in Canada to take his wife and two small children to the South Sea Islands. After a voyage of more than 20,000 miles, they arrived at the South Sea Islands. The island chain was filled with cannibals. And more than 20 crew members of the British ship had been killed and eaten just months before the Gettys arrived on the mission field. How, how, how would you like to tell your wife you're taking her there? Going to take the kids. They faced the difficulty of learning a language that had no written form and the constant threat of being killed. Slowly at first, a few converts came and then soon many more received the gospel. Getty continued his ministry faithfully, including translating the entire Bible into the native language and planting 25 churches in a place where no one wanted to go because they ate people. For many of those years, Getty labored with little help, little word from home. But God was faithful to his servant. In the pulpit of the church, Getty pastored for so many years stands a plaque in his honor which says this, when, we, when he landed in 1848, there were no Christians here. And when he left in 1872, there were no heathen. And lastly, I want to read this to you, George Scott, a one-legged school teacher from Scotland. He volunteered for missionary service in China. And when asked why with only one leg thought of going to China, he said this, I do not see those with two legs going, so I must. Thus began more than 20 years of a missionary work in China. 
Here are people that are willing to take their family to places where they eat people. Here's a man that said, I'm going to go. He spent 20 years taking the gospel to the Chinese people. And when asked, why are you going to go? You've got one leg. He said, because the people have two. They're not going. Paul is saying here to the church at Philippi, you are the church that went when no one else helped. You helped. This missions emphasis month, why are we emphasizing missions? Why are we bringing missionaries in? Why do we support missions? Why do we ask the church to financially help so that missionaries can give the gospel? Because this is what God, this is what God is after. Men and women and boys and girls, children that think that there is no love in this world. Because the human being that's supposed to love them has left them, and the church comes, and through their giving, and through their sacrifice, and through their offering, someone that doesn't know Christ is introduced to Christ. And because of that, all of eternity has changed. And church, you and I have the opportunity to be involved in something that is making a difference for all of eternity. I would say this in closing, I don't think there's much more of a worthy endeavor the church can be involved in than sending missionaries equipped with the gospel message to tell a world that's dying without Christ that there's hope, that there's Jesus. And I want to ask you, church, would you allow us to continue to be the church at Philippi that Paul said here, you've encouraged me because of your giving? Not just once, but your continual giving. This is something that's in you even to a place where Epaphroditus, one of your own, left and came. He went to Rome so that Paul's needs could be met, so that Paul could continue in Rome to give the gospel. Would you continue to give? Would you continue to be a part of world evangelism, missions, so that others can hear the message that you and I hear and I pray you've received the message of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together.